Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Course in Miracles podcast lesson 39, my holiness is my salvation. This is a bit <clears throat> Excuse me. Why is it that I need to why is it that I always need to clear my throat as soon as I begin the episode? I'm not sure. Something going on there. Perhaps a mechanism of the ego. So lesson 39, my holiness is my salvation. This is a, like a two-page lesson. And if you flip through the book, you can see that the, the print in the Course of Miracles is pretty small. So this is like a two-page lesson. As you get further on, particularly the lessons in like the mid-100s, they can, some of them are like three or four pages long. So I'm going to have to see how it goes when I get to those lessons, um, how much time I want to dedicate. Miriam Williamson has a great talk on lesson, I believe it's 194, uh, I place the future in the hands of God, and she gives, I, it's probably an hour and a half long talk just on that one lesson. So, you know, you could get really carried away with this. Um, so I'm trying to keep it as user-friendly and concise as possible. And to simplify your needing to uh, read through it all, although you probably should be reading through through them on your own also. This is just kind of <clears throat> Here's that throat clearing again, uh, my commentary. So lesson 39, my holiness is my salvation. If guilt is hell, what is its opposite? Like the text for which this workbook was written, the ideas for these exercises are very simple, very clear, and totally unambiguous. We are not concerned with intellectual feats nor logical toys. We are dealing only in the very obvious, which has been overlooked in the clouds of complexity in which you think you think. If guilt is hell, what is its opposite? This is not difficult, surely. The hesitation you may feel in answering is not due to the ambiguity of the question. But do you believe that guilt is hell? If you did, you would at once see how direct and simple the text is, and you would not need a workbook at all. No one needs practice to gain what is already his. So guilt is a, it's, it's a thing I really struggle with. Guilt and also shame. So shame is very challenging also. These, the, the emotion of guilt, this, the, the, the ego will tell you to do something, and then it will punish you savagely for having done it. And this has happened to be, unfortunately, more times than I can count in this uh, experience of life that I've been doled out, right? This particular life that I've been given has involved a lot of guilt, a lot of remorse, a lot of thought that would be a great idea when I done it. Felt like a great idea at the time. And then, oh no, I'm so sorry. What was I thinking? So guilt is indeed very hellacious. We have already said that your holiness is the salvation of the world. What about your own salvation? You cannot give what you do not have. A savior must be saved. How else can he teach salvation? Today's exercises will apply to you, recognizing that your salvation is crucial to the salvation of the world. As you apply the exercises to your world, the whole world stands to benefit. Read that again. As you apply the exercises to your world, the whole world starts to benefit. So when we make these little shifts inside of ourselves, the entire universe benefits. So your, holy, your holiness is the answer to every question that was ever asked, is being asked now, and will be asked in the future. 
Your holiness means the end of guilt and therefore the end of hell. Your holiness is the salvation of the world and your own. How could you whom your holiness belongs be ex- how could you to whom your holiness belongs be excluded from it? God does not know unholiness. Can it be he does not know his son? A full five minutes are urged for the four longer practice periods for today. And longer and more frequent practice sessions are encouraged. So, you know, do 10 five-minute sessions today or uh, five six-minute sessions. Or, you know, if you're a person who is blessed and, you know, doesn't have to work too much, do as many as you'd like. If you're a person who's got a job where they, you know, maybe stare at a computer a lot, they don't do too much, do as many lessons as you can. Um, there are so many opportunities that we have to practice this stuff. So if you want to exceed the minimum requirements more rather than longer session wait. If you want to exceed the minimum requirements, more rather than longer sessions are recommended, although both are suggested. So you know, do seven of them if you want. Um, but they recommend doing long and more frequent than, you know, the minimum. Begin the practice periods as usual by repeating today's idea to yourself. Then with eyes closed, search out your unloving thoughts in whatever form they appear, uneasiness, depression, anger, fear, worry, attack, insecurity, and so on. Whatever form they take, they are unloving and therefore fearful. And so it is from them that you need be need to be saved. Specific situations, events, or personalities you associate with unloving thoughts of any kind are suitable subjects for today's exercises. It is imperative for your salvation that you see them differently, and it is your blessing on them that will save you and give you vision. Slowly, without conscious selection and without undue emphasis on anyone in particular, search your mind for every thought that stands between you and your salvation. Apply the idea for today to each of them in this way. My unloving thoughts about blank are keeping me in hell. My holiness is my salvation. So I've mentioned my former next-door neighbor's dogs. My unloving thoughts about these terrible people who live next door to me are keeping me in hell. My holiness is my salvation. Now, when I was, you know, dealing with these, this barking dog situation, um, f- there was a physiological thing happened. So meaning, meaning like my, my survival self, my, my PTSD self was activated in those moments. So it was very, very challenging to see clearly. And as I mentioned before, sometimes I felt like I was coarse and miracles failing because I couldn't see peace when I was laying in bed and awoken by three barking dogs, I would be angry and I would sort of tell myself that I, I had failed. That is a, that is a trick of the ego. Now that I have distanced about them or distance from them, I have a choice. I can either ruminate on them, ruminate on them or about them, ruminate about the situation, ruminate about the dogs, ruminate about the people and how unfairly I was treated. Excuse that dinging bell. Or I can just have my holiness be my salvation here. Now that I'm removed myself from the situation, I would venture to guess that you can really lean into this stuff and that it would be possible to transcend experiences like that if you have the commitment and the time and the energy. So 
You may find these practice periods easier, easier if you intersperse them with several short periods during which you most during which you merely repeat today's idea to yourself slowly a few times. My holiness is my salvation. My holiness is my salvation. My holiness is my salvation. You may also find it helpful to include a few short intervals in which you just relax and do not seem to be thinking of anything. Sustained concentration is very difficult at first. It will become much easier as your mind becomes more disciplined and less distractible. So again, just to remind you, do your best, and we're undoing. Right now, we're, we're undoing our thinking, and we will rebuild it into something uh, spectacular here in not too long. Meanwhile, you should feel free to introduce variety into the exercise periods in whatever form appeals to you. Do not, however, change the idea itself as you vary the method of applying it. However you elect to use it, the idea should be stated so that its meaning is the fact that your holiness is your salvation. End each practice period by repeating the idea in its original form once more and adding, if guilt is hell, what, it's, what is its opposite? That's, there's this concept called a koan, K-O-A-N. It's like there's these, um, I believe it's Zen Buddhism. And what you're you're doing, it's sort of like contemplating almost an unanswerable question. And one of the really trippy ones, somebody mentioned to me one time, this is a Cohen, not a Course of Miracles lesson, but a Cohen. Um, what is my original face? Contemplate that. What is my original face? And you know, there's not really any answer in that. This is sort of similar, right? If guilt is hell, what is its opposite? Oh, heaven? peace, you know, like the kingdom of God sent to earth, you know, like whatever, just kind of contemplate it, play with it. In the shorter applications, which should be made some three or four times an hour and more if possible, you may ask yourself, and more if possible, you may ask yourself this question, repeat today's idea and preferably both. If temptations arise, a particularly helpful form of the idea is, my holiness is my salvation from this. So if temptation arises, so if you're getting that, that pull of the lower, if you're being tempted to curse that person, to ruminate on how unfair your spouse is treating you, to um, hate that person who victimized you when you, uh, when you were a child, to um, indulge in the hatred that you have um, towards that person who was just so unfair to you and nobody else saw it and they never will and it just infuriates you. That's the, that's the temptation. It's the, you're giving in to what the ego wants. You're giving in to the, the ego's trick to try to get you to take the bait to be anything less than lovely or loving. So my holiness is my salvation from this. And you can just say this to yourself while you're cruising around. This person cut me off. My holiness is my salvation from this. This, um, this ex-wife of mine or this soon-to-be former spouse who's also the mother and or, you know, mother or father of my child um, is, is driving me crazy. My holiness is my salvation from this. My unloving thoughts about the president are keeping me in hell. So consider then that that if we are being unloving, that we are in hell, right? It's hellacious. 
And we get to choose, once we realize that something is running the show for us, once we realize that we've given into, into temptation and that we're off on the tangent that the ego wants us to go, and as soon as we realize that, we can course correct ourselves. My holiness is my salvation from this. And then we're constantly re- reminding ourselves, if guilt is hell, then what is its opposite? Now, this stuff is getting more and more complex. I get that, and I get that, that it... It, it says that it's totally unambiguous and that it's totally black and white and that this stuff is very simple. Yeah, it is, and yes, it isn't. It's so simple in the sense that there's the thinking of God and the thinking of the ego, and we need to think with God versus thinking with the ego. But it's so complex in that we need 365 daily lessons along with a 669-page textbook to understand the specifics of how that works. Again, just do your best. The Intention here is for me to share it with you so that you are able uh, to stay engaged in the course um, with the, the least amount of effort possible. Um, what if in less than an hour a day, you could completely transform yourself, uh, completely transform the relationship that you have to yourself, to God, to the entire universe? and obviously yourself as well. So thank you again so much for listening. I will talk to you next time on the Course in Miracles podcast. I'm Dave Keenest. Bye-bye.